You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. What is the darkness? Is the title of this devotion. You know, when the Lord is our light and our salvation, which I've been talking to you about, what is the darkness? And I think it's important that we realize that darkness is a true force and power. Really, the very nature of darkness is that which seeks to separate us from the light, is that which seeks to blind us to the light. The Lord is the light. The darkness is what seeks to separate us from it. And here it says in John chapter 1, verse 5, the light shines in the darkness. We know Jesus is the light. He says, I am the light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. That word is capable of three interpretations. It means to seize, lay hold, overcome, such as uh, we see here, cannot comprehend. The darkness does not gain control of it, is what it means. To perceive, attain, lay a hold of with the mind, to apprehend with mental or mortal effort. With this meaning, the verse could be translated, the darkness is unreceptive and does not understand it. To quench, extinguish, snuff out the light by sifting it. The darkness will never be able to eliminate it. Come on, get this. The light and darkness essentially are antagonistic. The Christian joy is in knowing that light is not only greater than darkness, but will also outlast and rule over it. You see, friends, the darkness is very real and can so blind you inwardly that you cannot perceive the light even though it is right around you. But the Lord wants you to know that the darkness can never lay a hold of that light and conquer it and extinguish it and overpower it. It, it, It's like death will never ever be able to claim Jesus Christ because he is eternal life. He rules over death. He has the keys of death and hell, Revelation 1 verse 18 says. He has dominion over death. And the death that he died, he died to sin once and for us all. And the life he now lives, he lives to God. It is through Jesus that we gain that authority over the power of death, his authority, and can now live in his life of worship and fellowship with God. This is what it simply means there in Romans 6 verse 10. The light is that light of Christ's life that rules over the darkness of ignorance to God. 
And you need to hear this because you need to have that faith when the darkness threatens you and acts like you won't see, perceive, recognize God. And it can be the environment in which you're in can be so forceful against the light, so anti-light of God that you can feel these forces trying to blind you, but you know greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I believe, hallelujah, I believe. Now, David was a man who was a true son of the light, so to speak. He loved God. And David gives this incredible, beautiful Psalm 139. And I want you to see what I'm talking about today. What is the darkness? Look at it. Psalm 139, verse 1. O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thoughts afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all of my ways. There is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You've hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall upon me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you. But the night shines as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to you. David realized nothing can separate me from the love of God. It's truly what he's saying here. He said, Lord, I have been in all these situations in my life, and you've been there. You know, I've seen precious souls go through some of the most grueling circumstances where they made the most horrific choices and were most hardened against God. And yet God was there. And yet God kept them and let them through. God's mercies are so phenomenal, friends. There's not enough room in our consciousness to be able to comprehend how high, how deep, how wide His love really is. It is like the heavens are great. So great is His love towards all of us. And yes, how the Lord longs for your heart to yield to Him and to bow to Him and keep surrendering to Him until He is able to so form the light of His life in every part of your being that you'll never suffer the pains of darkness again that you will never ever wonder again. You will never ever question again because you're so fully convinced by the light of his life in you, of his love for you and his goodness towards you. And these forces of darkness cannot lay a claim on you. They cannot overpower you. They cannot blind you. They cannot cause you to, 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 to not recognize. No, the light in you is more powerful than all the forces of darkness that the devil can 
and master in this world can throw at you. The light of his life is so powerful. You know, one time I was going to Iceland many, many years ago to minister and I arrived there about quarter to 12 in the evening and this young man who didn't speak English picked me up and drove me to this farm out through the high snow and I was put into this room that's like a little prison cell almost, where there was all these bunk beds and he said eight, so understood be ready at eight. And there was a little bitty window at the top in the room there and I, I stood there with my coat on. It was middle of the night, I don't know, maybe 2.30, 3, 4 o'clock, I can't remember now. And I looked out at that little window and there was a big glacier right there. And the Spirit of the Lord just came up in me like a fountain springing up into eternal life, as Jesus says in John 4. And I just began to worship and said, Father, I love your creation. I love your handiwork. Your works are so amazing. And I was so filled with the light of his life that time disappeared. That's what it means in Ephesians 4, redeeming the time. Time just disappeared and I experienced the light of eternity shining bright in my heart and click, clop, clop, knock, knock, knock. And there was a knock on the door and I looked at my watch and it was eight o'clock. I don't know what happened with time. I was so caught up in the Lord that I cannot remember the time. And as I came from the room, the light of his life was shining so bright that the Holy Spirit came over all those precious souls that were there. You know, God wants us to live in that bright light of His love. However, what is the darkness is the title of this devotion. What is the darkness? Yeah. It is hard to imagine when I read this here in John chapter 3, starting at verse 19, where Jesus said, And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Is it possible? It's hard to imagine, but it is more true than we realize that some people love the darkness because they can stay ignorant to the evil of their ways and stay blinded to the accountability they have before God. As if, and I know this is a ridiculous example, when the Holy Spirit in 1978 put it so strong in me, stop smoking, stop smoking. Okay, I smoked 40 cigarettes a day, so I was a bit of a silly smoker at a young age. Stop smoking. And and I knew in my spirit, I can't stop smoking. So I go, okay, I won't smoke anymore. And I smoked again. I'll go, oh, no, Lord, no, Lord, no. I can feel in my spirit, the Holy Spirit, the, the, the spirit of truth in me saying, come on, let go of this. This is no good for you. It'll kill you if you smoke like that. And I said, okay, I'll stop. And I didn't stop. Oh, that went just on and on and on and on. And it just went on. So in other words, I, I just 
that darkness that had a hold of me, blinding me to what was killing me, had such a stranglehold on me. It wasn't the smoking that was killing me. It was the darkness that I didn't have that knowledge to go, what I'm doing here is not right. And no, this is not right. This is unhealthy. This is not good for you. And you see that is darkness when you insist on doing what's not right and you keep doing it anyway. That is where your inner man is darkened. Oh, how I cried out to God, how I cried out to God. I'll never forget it. One day I threw that pack of cigarettes in the bin and I said, Jesus, Jesus, no more, Lord. And the light of his life just flooded my being and opened my eyes and I could never go back to it again, ever. I could never go back to it again. I never once went back to it once because I walked in the freedom with which the Son of God set you free by shining the light of His love in your hearts, friends. But I understand we can live in such a place. And I know I gave this silly example because I know it can be much more serious than that. And, and, and I understand if you're, if you're smoking and you're saying, Pastor, am I in the darkness because I smoke? I think we're in the darkness when we do things that the Holy Spirit is showing, hey, hey, it's time to let this go. And we keep doing it. That is darkness. And I think you should really not do anything that is outside of the favor and blessing of God's love and blessing. And you need to just discover that as you walk with Him. And then God knows how to deal with you with things that are priority. And sometimes the smoking is not the priority. There's other things the Lord is maybe more concerned of. So just walk in the light of His life and He'll guide you. He'll lead you. And as God works it in you, He gives you not only the ability, but the willingness to do that which pleases Him. Job, in the book of Job, it says in chapter 34, verse 21, for the eyes, for His eyes, God's eyes, are on all the ways of man, and he sees all his steps, man's steps. There is no darkness nor shadow of death where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves. You see, sometimes we think we can just do whatever we like without there being a, a divine accountability, friends. The Lord knows everything. He knows everything. He knows the thoughts of your heart, David says in Psalm 39. He knows what you're going to say before you say it. He knows where you sit, where you rise. He knows everything. God knows every thought, every word. He knows everything. And yes, we do have to give an account. We cannot just plead ignorance when the Spirit of the Lord has repeatedly come to our hearts knocking and pulling. And Daniel says in chapter 2 of the book of Daniel, verse 22, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. God is able to bring to light things that are hidden in our lives. I personally believe the safest place to live is in the light of His presence and have nothing hidden about me. Sincerely, I don't want 
anything hidden about me, nothing. I want all to be in the light of his life. I don't want to have any secret thoughts, any secret imaginations. I don't want to have any secret ways. I bring it straight into the light. If there's thoughts in my heart or thoughts in my mind or just pullings of my flesh, I bring it before the Lord instantly and say, Lord, I'm yours. I'm wholly yours. My salvation is in you. My consecration, dedication is in you. You are the keeper of my spirit, soul, and body. Oh, Lord, I have no one besides you. And I bring it into the light. For me, I could not bear the thought of having anything hidden. And friends, if we don't live this way now, you see, the darkness, friends, is what separates us from the Father. Don't have anything in you that is separated from him. Don't think you can have ways about it where you don't feel the the divine accountability, where you don't feel the divine responsibility that you have to walk before God, that he looks at every man and every man has to give an account to him. And it says here in Hebrews chapter four, Verse 13, there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Hebrews 4 verse 13. You have to give an account. And I personally want to live that way now and not wait until the judgment day. I don't want to wait till the judgment day and have to give an account to him. We all have to appear before the judgment seat. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. All of us have to give an account. And I want to come before that judgment seat and be able to say, Lord, you know me. You know all about me. You've searched me. You know my heart. Oh, I was sitting on the airplane recently and I've been there for many, many hours. And suddenly I became aware of my weak human nature. And I said, oh Lord, oh Lord, I have nothing. I can do nothing without you. You are my strength. You are my light. You are my strength. And the word came up in me by the Holy Spirit where Peter says in Acts chapter three, don't look at me. It's not my virtue or power that did this, but Jesus. And that word came in me so strong that it immediately evaporated that self-consciousness and made me conscious of Jesus. And as I came out of the plane and went to the meeting, the Holy Spirit so revealed Jesus in me and I wept with gratitude that I could be his witness. Now listen to this in closing from 1 John. 1 John chapter 1. 1 John 1, starting at verse 5. This is the message we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Chapter 2, verse 8. 
Again, a new commandment I write to you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Now he who says he is in the light, yet hates his brother, is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause of stumbling in him. Let's know the power of darkness that caused us to suffer with resentment, with grudges, with vindictive feelings, with offenses. It's all the forces of darkness from which Jesus in his loving mercy saves us and keeps us and that his blood continuously cleanses our heart from any of the failing feelings of resentment and offense and judgment and brings us into the light of his loving mercies and grace so that we can love with his love and bless with his blessings and do good with his goodness and reign with him in the light of his life over those forces of darkness. Friends, there is sufficient grace with Jesus for you to live this way. Amen. Have a good day.